Hey everybody, this is your old pal Maureen. I'm here to tell you about a really cool thing. Today, I have a book out that I edited that has a lot of other people writing in it called How I Resist, Activism and Hope for a New Generation, and the proceeds are being donated to the ACLU. Uh, it's a, a handbook, a guidebook, it's, um, it's got all kinds of materials in it, essays, instructions, poems, cartoons, music, all kinds of stuff. So if you're, you know, if you're a teenager or you don't have to be, you could be, you could be anybody and you want to kind of figure out a way to get involved in activism or you just need some inspiration, uh, this is a book for you. Or perhaps it's a book for a teen in your life or a school or whatever. It's on sale now everywhere. You know, all your bookstores, all your websites, everywhere. You know, not, not places that don't sell books. Don't look there. Don't go to the supermarket expecting to see it because you'll be disappointed. Bookstores. But you know who else is in it? A little guy named Dan Sinker. He's one of over about 30 contributors. We have amazing contributors on this book, and I am proud of it. I'm thrilled it's out today. And if you pick up a copy, um, you're not paying me. You're sending some money towards the ACLU. So thanks a lot. Uh, and always buy uh, Truly Devious, but first buy How I Resist or don't buy it. Do whatever you need to do. Hey, do you like fire or burning yes. things? Yes. Or wax that melts? Mm, or yes. Or pictures on glass? Yes. Or do you like magic? Yes. Do you like casting spells? Yes. Do you like the P-tape? Yes. Do you like Robert Mueller? Well, if you have answered yes to all of those things, I would like to sell you a P-Tape or Robert Mueller prayer candle. You can order them now at omfg.church. Again, that is omfg.church. Thank you. Hey, hey, everybody. It's the episode 50 of Says Who? The little podcast that was only supposed to last for eight episodes is now on number 50. That's that's 42 episodes in the Trump era. Uh, sort of. Yeah, 42. And 42 is the answer to everything. Bill Clinton was the 42nd president. 42nd is a famous street in New York Maureen. City, for example. Maureen. Okay, but we're, not he we're not here to talk about 42. Let's talk about 50. There are 50 states. There are 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 rhymes with nifty. Maureen. That's right, Dan. Dan, we're here like two people still at your house after a party that started in late 2016 and we're never going to leave. Never, ever, ever. We don't pay rent. We're 50. I, I think we're trying to get people excited here, Maureen. 50. It's how old Steve Bannon looked when he was 12. I mean, I think we're supposed to talk about like how far we've come or something. We've come, we've come 50. We're older than wiser. We are definitely older. We're 50. My beard hurts. 50. It's the new eight. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. And Dan, welcome Ooh. to episode 50. 50. Says Who. 50, Maureen. Yep. Five, five zero. zero. Not right. one five. I often nope. think people mean 15 when they say 50. Oh, we don't. Man. No. This really was a podcast that was supposed to last eight episodes, the last eight weeks of the election, and then we were going to be done. Yeah, we um, we started this in August 2016. It was, I think that, that was when we emailed each other. I think it was the first episode came out in September. In September. And uh, it was just a really tight little project because we thought it was so hard getting through the election. We thought we're like, look at us trying to get through this election. It's terrible, but at least it's going to end and then it'll be fine. Boo-hoo-hoo, look at us having to deal with this that, you know, Trump, and, and, and we think he's uh, will go away. Boo-hoo-hoo. That was yeah. us back then. Yeah. 
how funny and young and naive we were, Maureen. You know, Nan, it's funny you say that because while you were in, because you've been in, which we'll talk about, you've been in Disney yes. World this past week. Indeed. I was not, I was not idle. Oh, no. I didn't just sit. I didn't just sit around on my ass doing nothing. I, I invented something. Whoa. Like a, like a toast butterer? No. Flower waterer? No, they have those though. Hmm. It's like a thing that you stick in your plant. hmm. What about like a, what about like a nail nailer? Like a hammer? Oh, yeah, that's already been invented. Uh, no. Horseless is, carriage? Is... No. Oh. Those are, seem like all the things that, that needed to be invented. So if you didn't do those, what did you do? Those are the things you think need to be invented. Oh, what about a way to get water into your house that doesn't involve taking a bucket down to the creek? Dan, what year is it? 1838. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, nope. I think that's actually going to be fine. I don't want to burst that bubble too much. Okay. But um, no, Dan, I invented the pastor phone. Pastor phone, Dan. Okay. It's a big bag phone. It's a, it's, you plug it into your car. Okay. And you can call the past. Whoa. Yeah. But you need to call, you need to plug it into your car. Yes. Okay. I don't have a car. That seems uh, a little more difficult for you then. Stole a car. Nice. All right. Like the like the cut of your jib. Uh huh. And I am going to make a phone call. I only get one, and I there's so many people and times I could call. But what I've chosen to do, yeah, is call Dan Sinker in September. 2016. Oh, I like that guy. Well, let's uh, let's give this a go. Let's see here. Uh, well, I just got to plug it into the. Do they even have um the the lighters in cars anymore? I don't. What is it, this? Now they're 12 volts. They just are listed as 12 volt, but it's the same hole as the lighter hole. They just so, don't have the lighter material. So lighters are just phased out of cars because nobody smokes, right? Yeah. Young and let me tell are... you, sit down with a 12-year-old and explain to them that you used to be able to get a glowing ring of fire out of your car to light your cigarette, and you might as well be explaining to them, like, you know, how you used to have to hunt mammoths so that everyone had enough to eat during the Ice Age. Yeah, it was wild. All cars came with cigarette lighters. It sounds so weird now. Like you, it was a little round thing. And you just pushed it in, and it got super hot. And then you just plucked it out. It was like a, it was like a fucking toaster element that you would pluck out and hold in your hand. And uh, I remember finally, when I did smoke as a as a wild youth, using mine in my piece of shit car, driving down ninety five at speed because I worked two jobs and I was trying to get home from the theater at one in the morning, just smoking my brains out, hanging out just don't kids stay in school. All right, I'm gonna call the past. All right. Just uh, a point of order here. Uh for no reason whatsoever. Are we only hearing your end of the conversation oh, no, no, or are no. we hearing both? Well, gonna, this is to... the this is the technology you've created. Well, we have we're gonna talk to Dan. Oh, perfect. Excellent. I I would like to hear what he has to Pastor say. Pastor Dan. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. Ringing. Ringing. Hello? Are you there? Hello? Dan? Hi, Maureen. How are you? I remember this very differently. Um, Dan Sinker, is that? Yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay. You, you, did you always sound like this? Uh, well, I mean, I, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it's, it's September 2016, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm quite young. Okay, I'm... Oh. <sighs> uh, well, first of all, I, I'm, I, I'm, well, I'm, you know, I'm Maureen. I'm calling you yeah, from May... Yeah, my friend from the internet, Maureen. Right. What's up? I'm calling you from May 2018. Whoa. Yeah. Is everything great? Well, the future. 
Do we have flying cars? <gasps> Are you calling me from space? No. Um, oh. but I can answer a few basic questions if you have them. I mean, also, here's a, oh. I'm going to really recommend this. Clear your throat right now. Just see what happens. <clears throat> oh, how's that? Wow. That's, I, oh, is that different? I think that's a lot better, actually. Oh, I, well, I, I'm a little, I, I'm a little hoarse. I went to, uh, 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 you know, that band that was real, that is really big here in 2016. Booty and the Blowfish? Yes. Oh, I went to one of their concerts last night, and I'm a little hoarse. From those those Hootie and the Blowfish concerts, they get nuts. Love those blowfish. Um. So I get to ask you questions. Yep. Oh, from the in the future. Yep. Choose carefully, though. What what if there's decide what you want to know. Do people still eat apples? That's what you want to know. Ah, that's the May first thing I thought of. 2018. It's not, it's in the future, but it's not like. It's the future. But it's not like that far in the future. But like, what if a, what if a, what if a, what if a, like an asteroid came and knocked out all the apple trees? It didn't. Okay. People still have apples. That's still, Whew. that's a thing. All right. Hold on. I got to cross that off my list. No, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I mean, I'm trying to think. Here it is in uh in August of 2016. Yeah, right. What's going um, on right now where you are? Uh right now, oh, I know. Does my uh one does my nearly 1-year-old ever get better at sleeping? No. Oh, damn. Okay, well, that's another question. That one's kind of a bummer to be honest with you. I mean, possibly past 2018, but but no. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I mean, is there anything going on in the news right now that concerns? Well, sure. You? I mean, we have a presidential election, but ah. Maureen, it seems less stupid to be wasting a question here, since obviously Hillary Clinton is winning. Right. And that's where things get a little sticky. Hmm. Um. Like she won by a super blowout. You mean? Yeah, Dan. She um, she loses. Mm, that can't be right. No, she loses, Dan. That seems nearly impossible to fathom. I. It was it. I the night of the election is is going to be long. I would mm. really suggest don't, you don't do it live. I think that I think that I've learned the folly of learning your future right now. Mm-hmm. I feel my heart breaking. Yeah. My uh, eyesight has gone a little bit floppy. Fl I don't know if that's a word. Sure. Um. Yeah, I might have to go. Uh, do you want to know anything about living in a Trump presidency? I don't think. I do. I. It's complicated. I, it seems right. That really, seems right. Really, I mean, I will tell you <sighs> that the first thing that happens, the first thing that happens is that pretty much no one turns up and then he spends like a year claiming that more people went than to any event ever before. Okay. So And that's like the first hour. Okay. Well, all right. This is going to take some time for this to 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 uh sink in i think but uh tell me that you and uh future dan didn't do anything stupid like start a podcast about all this did you dan this is um possibly where it all started because we we we, we make a podcast and we actually think at the time that you're there that it's only going to be like eight episodes and then it's going to end on the night election. Yeah. She's going to win and be like, oh, no. I remember and then, and then, earlier today where we discussed this idea. Yeah. Yeah. I say yes. Okay. We do it mm -hmm. and we interview uh, a reporter every week. So we have all kinds of cool oh, like, really journalists smart. on. Oh, yeah. Like our first run of eight has these amazing guests. It's cool. so good. And then we do a live show oh, during wow. the election to be like, yeah, we did exciting. it. 
and then in real time oh, uh, with one right. of your children present mm. we learn uh we watch the tide turn Oof. ah yeah okay. on video and Let's... then your child your child is crying and you you had set out all these pies and you're it's gonna be a celebration yeah. and then uh-huh. your child's doing the math and he turns to you and says dad i think he's going to win Oof. and no okay let's not do that no, we have to do the podcast. Today. We could do a we could we could do a podcast about apples. They're really interesting. They're not. They're you know that there's like a million different hybrids of apples, right? No one cares about apples. Someone cares about apples, Maureen. Not in podcast form. Not yet. Not ever. Not yet. Okay. Booty and the blowfish, huh? This is it. Just to love them. Can't get enough of them. 2016. Everyone loves them. You know, that one. Uh, Something about a parking uh, lot. Parking lot? Oh, that might be the Dave Matthews band. Is that? They're the same, right? I thought they were the same. It turns out when you go to a concert and you think you're going to the Dave Matthews band, but you're going to the Hootie and the Blowfish concert. It's very similar? Yeah, it's the same. They're the same band. Well, um, okay, I'm going to go... I might go dig a bunker then with this foreknowledge. Oh, about that. Yeah. A whole, I mean, it's, here's the thing, Dan, is that whatever you think about news now, mm-hmm. like you think there's a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a you lot. Don't, That's, that was one of the main anything. things we were talking about with the podcast is just like, mm. there's a lot of news. Like there's like a, a new thing that happens every week. So we should probably start a thing to talk about how. Like once a week, woo! That's a lot. Yeah, it it changes. It's it's in our time. It's like every hour. No, that's not possible. Sometimes it's have, less. Everyone would have had some sort of psychotic break by now. Mm, mm. Um, and like for example, one thing that's happening now is that Trump. After he does a lot of stuff via tweet, and he would use he would do no, things he like probably stopped using Twitter. Oh, Dan, there's so much, so much. Um, he used to make fun of of Kim Jong Un on on uh, Twitter a lot and call him Little Rocket Man, okay. say stuff about him and try to provoke him. But now they're really good friends, and they're actually Trump's going to have a summit with him. I just figured out that this is a prank call. Ha and <laughs> very funny. Yeah. I gotta go hang up and invest in Bitcoin. Oh, Dan. I'd... All right, buddy. Click. You have. Whew, Maureen, I was listening to that whole. That was a depressing conversation. Yeah. He did not know what was coming. Oh, that was me. Now I don't know what to do. Do with all that information, Ooh, boy. and those. Would you, how did the Bitcoin thing? Turn it was out? good for a while, then. And then, then I realized none. to hold on to Bitcoin meant hanging out with a whole bunch of douchebags, so I sold it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Whew. you have been in. I was in Disney World, Maureen. I was in yeah. Disney World for a week celebrating the end of the cancer treatments that my wife has been undergoing for six months-ish. And Oh, boy. Past Dan didn't know about that either. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad we didn't cover that. Good point. That would, have been, that would have been more than past Dan could really handle, I think. Um, it was awesome, Maureen. It was amazing. I spent a week. I turned Twitter off on my phone, turned off all notifications. I did not look at the news. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. We rode on boats all the time. Did you get ears? Did you? Get... We did not get ears. I did get a new Haunted Mansion t-shirt, though. Oh. Yeah, which was pretty exciting. I got a Haunted Mansion t-shirt. Janice got an Enchanted Tiki Room t-shirt. It was a great time, but let me tell you about a crazy small world story. Not the ride, although we did ride small world twice. Uh, but uh, just a small world without singing puppets. Uh, we got to the Magic Kingdom 
uh, early on uh, our last our last full day uh, that Friday, and uh, we were making our way over to Big Thunder Mountain just as the park opened. Um, so it was sort of a onslaught of people all amassing on either if you if you know your park layout maureen uh big thunder mountain and splash mountain are kind of next to each other and there's sort of a bottleneck that leads there and uh we get into the big thunder mountain ride and uh they're probably in that corner of the park at that time of day i would put it at 2000 people like there are a lot of people and they are all just sort of chaos and uh my family is standing in line and then there is another family directly behind us in line and a guy goes are you dan sinker no and i turn and i go yes (laughs) and and at first i'm like do i have some sort of identifying sign on me or something uh and then he just goes Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for says who. What? (laughs) I believe that there's something like 20,000 people go to the Magic Kingdom every day. And somehow we end up behind a listener. And it was awesome. He was there with his two kids. I was there. Uh, Obviously, uh, my two-year-old is too young to ride. So I was there with my, uh, at that point, 13-year-old because his birthday happened on the trip. Oh, my God. uh, yeah, and uh, and and we all rode Big Thunder Mountain together. You went to the good place, Dan. I was in the good place for a little while. It was a really good place. Oh, did you get a Dole Whip? Ah, uh, Maureen, we were there for seven days. Uh, I had seven Dole Whips. Uh, I had a Dole Whip every day. Oh my god! How you was know, the it? Last, uh, they were delicious. Everyone As- was delicious. Was it as good as I'm thinking it is? Yes. Let me tell you, at the Aloha Isle in Adventureland, Maureen, uh, mm-hmm. you can get the Dole Whip. You can get the Dole Whip float, which is Dole Whip on top of pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maureen, mm-hmm. Maureen, mm-hmm. you can also get a Dole Whip on top of a little round pineapple upside down cake. What? It was amazing. Oh my god. It was amazing. Oh Dan, I want to go so bad. It was pretty great. We're still going, right? When this is over, we're still going when this is over, right? When this is all over, when this is all over, Maureen and says Huvians, we are all going. We are all going to the Magic Kingdom. We're all going to eat Dole Whips. We're going to ride rides going to ride the Haunted Mansion again and again and again. We're going to go to the Haunted Mansion first. Haunted Mansion is so good. I'm going to go there first. It's just so good. It really is. <gasps> My two-year-old is all, I rode Haunted Mansion and I was not scared. Mm. He could ride on it? Yeah, he can ride Haunted Mansion. Yeah, no problem. What did he like? Did he like Dumbo? He loved Dumbo. Loved Dumbo a lot. He talked a good game about the magic carpets of, of of Aladdin, which is exactly the same as Dumbo, except you're in a carpet instead of an elephant, uh, with one twist, which is occasionally you get sprayed in the face by uh, a camel shooting water at you, and that was a that that did not that didn't go over well with him. Dan, I wrote Dumbo when I was in Disney World like four years ago or something, and I. I had to close my eyes. I was so scared. (laughs) Uh, I have to say, I'm not a big fan of spinny rides. And uh, I got talked into the teacups, Uh uh, which I have never ridden in my whole life. Uh, I like a spin. Yeah. And uh, and it turned out I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it just fine. The first time we wrote it, I was like, we're not spinning in this cup. And then and then I let us spin. And Space Mountain, you didn't go on because it's terrifying, right? No, I did Space Mountain. Space Mountain is is my older son's favorite ride in the in the Magic Kingdom. So we did Space Mountain a number of times. You know how I feel about Space Mountain. An anxiety attack and a ride, I believe, is the direct quote. That's right. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> I don't have good feelings about it. No, sir. No. I, I'm what a lot of people would call a chicken. Okay, dude. If you like the if you like the teacups. You're not that much. That's not scary. I don't mind if it's bacon. 
Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, that's. Oh, I. You were in the good place. <laughs> we really were. I it and... it was a it was a hard earned good place. Uh, both my wife and I warned uh, our older son before the trip. We were like, just so you know, there's a good chance that we are just going to burst into tears at random moments. Uh, and it's it, don't be scared. It's just we've been holding in a lot of stuff emotionally, and I think it's going to come out. And it did, but it was great. We were very much in the good place. It was a this is a it was a that's amazing it was a bummer to come back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, yeah, uh, I've been here. Yeah, how's it, how's it been? So, the strange thing about the last two weeks is that while it has been nonstop news, as usual, there is a feeling of, it's like a weird pregnant pause before a storm. Yeah. Um. There has been this feeling that things are, that there's building, building, building pressure. Um, the main thing that happened was um, Rudy Giuliani went nunberging. Oh. Um, one day, Rudy Giuliani decided to just do um, what Sam Nunberg had done before, which is just, he just started, he went on TV one night and said a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of stuff, Dan. Because he, he, he had just joined as the president's legal mm. team the last time we uh, we recorded. Like, it was like, oh, and it looks like Giuliani's joining. Yes. And he has really joined. Um, so he, I'm, there, he, he got up the next morning and decided that the night before was so awesome that he was just going to keep doing it. And he just started, he went on a bit of a run, Dan, and he said all kinds of stuff. For example, uh, he said that when Trump first, quote, found out about the payment to Daniels, uh, he he said, quote, I don't know when the president learned about it. The reality is those are not facts that worry me as a lawyer. They don't amount to anything. What he said to the press, that's political. And they said, is it okay to lie to the press? And he said, gee, I don't know. You know, a few presidents who did that. I think the president has done that. But in any case, that's not the crime. Uh-huh. And then they asked him more about the payment of $130,000. And he said, I never thought of the $130,000 was a real payment. It's a nuisance payment. Sure. Yeah, I don't like saying that, but it's not a lot of money. $1.3 million is a great deal of money. That's the kind of money you would think of as a settlement. If I saw $130,000, I would never think it was to settle a substantial claim against my client. And then they kind of press him on that about, you know, they say, do you may, did he think he paid off any other women and uh, that Michael Cohen paid up other women? And he said, I have no knowledge of that, oh. but I think if it was necessary, yes. Yeah, sure. So, um, he's done a more and more good job. He, he said all kinds of stuff. Uh, he, um, he, yeah, he did a lot of talking. Uh, more and more questions are coming in about the money that Michael Cohen has and has paid. Well, has- right, because that was so right after I got back into town was when it was revealed that uh, it, and actually revealed through uh, through Stormy Daniels lawyer uh, who somehow got a hold of some. uh bank documents that looked into money laundering um, for Michael Cohen that he had set up an LLC that it was believed was uh, how he was paying off uh, people like Stormy Daniels. But there was also money coming into that LLC from a uh, a Russian oligarch connected investment firm uh, to the tune of, I think, a million bucks or something, something around there, but also from places like AT&T or a big Korean health company or aerospace company. And, aerospace company uh, and, company. Uh, also, and all of which kind of hired him to kind of consult for yeah. stuff, which, as we have discovered that um, Michael Cohen, whose portfolio well, he went to a kind of, I can't believe it's a law school. Literally then the worst he, law school in the country. 
He worked in a garage. He had a bunch of cabs. He was an ambulance chaser. He did a bunch of weird stuff. And now apparently he's getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to consult. And when this was all kind of came out, AT&T, they kept coming out. All these companies came out with a bunch of statements like, uh... Uh, uh, well, what was most amazing to me was that all of them within the like the course of that evening, all of them were like, yeah, OK, we did. Like, yeah, we gave him a and bunch that, of money. And then they issued statements that were along the lines of that was a mistake. <laughs> like a few days later, they were like, in retrospect, in retrospect, maybe we shouldn't have given the president's personal lawyer a half million dollars. For, for nothing, enough, for no apparent reason. In one case, one of them signed some kind of binding contract with him, had a meeting, then said, "Well, we had this meeting, and we decided he would his services would not be needed, but we had signed a contract, so we had to pay yeah, him." That's how it works. That's how this stuff works, right? So, um, and he. He didn't even make another. Dan, do you know how fucking cheap it is to make an LLC? Uh, it's cheap. It's very easy. You can do it in a few minutes online. Yeah. He didn't even make another one. He just used the one he had, the Stormy Daniels one, which is how all this shit got I out. I mean, I would guess he has more. I mean, the, the, oh, yeah. there was an article at the time of the... um of the tax uh, tax breaks that were being given out uh, at the very last second, there was a change in the tax um, in the law that they were about to pass uh, that gave more money to something called pass through companies, which are essentially like LLCs. And I read an, an article at that point and actually looked it up again because it was like, what? I remember something about Trump and LLCs. Trump has 500 LLCs at least. Right. And so it's like, we don't know much about anything. Like, we know what's happening in one. And this seems to be like Michael Cohen's real sloppy one. But like, there is a whole lot of there there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there there. I mean, it's pretty astonishing that he he made this LLC to get these Stormy Dan to process Stormy Daniels payments and then used it to just take a whole bunch of other stuff. And now Michael Avenatti, who is uh, he and Stormy appear to be like the dynamic duo. Michael Avenatti is also on all television shows right now. Like, turn yeah. around. He's behind you. Like, he's. Yeah, but man, and, I, um, like, you got to give, a, you got to respect that. Like, he is basically just taking Trump's playbook. Oh, I love it. Playing it right back at him. As he said in an interview, I listened to it with him today. He said, our strategy has worked so far. Uh, and we're just going to keep using it until it yep. breaks because we've we've had the we're we're pursuing this strategy. And we by doing this, by being in the media, we have forced them to um, make give out information and make mistakes. It is 100 percent correct. So it, it's been uh, so. Yeah, it's been a lot of that. It was just a lot of Rudy Giuliani saying things and Trump sort of saying like, ah, that's my old nut, old numbnuts Giuliani. He's just he's new at the job. Yeah, well, he seems like he's now sort of on the outs with him. Well, it's been a week because like but, but also because the A1 thing that Trump hates is anyone taking his press. Right. Like and that like that's why Avenetti has been so so much a thorn in the side because he's he's taking like media time you know away from trump trump hates it when his own people become the story and giuliani absolutely became the story there for a while and presumably giuliani isn't doing this out of any great love of trump or you know desire to see trump succeed it he I think would like to be on TV. Yeah. Um, he, he, he like a lot of these people, they, they just, they really like being on TV. They enjoy it. They just want to get out there. They're not, you know, they say all kinds of crazy shit, but they really do like being on TV. But Dan, here we are 50 episodes in and I want to really, this is a coping strategy, right? This is it what is. we started as. What have we learned? 
So I had an interesting thing happen with uh, being gone and very like purposefully turning off social media and not doing, you know, not spending a lot of time uh, looking at looking at the news in general, but like was re like, I think I sent a, a tweet out Saturday morning. We flew out like a 10 a.m. Saturday and was like, I'm gonna be gone for a week and I'm shutting it down, you know, and I did. I shut it off completely, turned off on all notifications, etc. And like one of the things that was so interesting was when I came back, it was like a full week later, the Rudy Giuliani stuff that you had talked about had been, you know, the main focus of the like daily hourly churn and like, oh, my God. And like, oh, it's all going. And then it's like, no, it's not. And like realizing that if you step back and miss those like the hourly cycles of like highs and lows and all of that, like not a lot changed in the time I was gone, you know? And it's like, it, it made me realize like I, uh, I go through cycles of reading comic books and then not reading comic books. And I also go through cycles of watching professional wrestling and not watching professional wrestling. And the things that lead me out from those is that these are serial stories that never end. Right. And because they never end, nothing of consequence can ever really happen, you know, because essentially at some point you have to reset it all and be able to kind of start again with all the same stuff. And I realized like, holy shit, that's sort of what this is. Like, obviously, there are hugely consequential things that are happening. I don't mean to discount that, but the sort of like the overarching narrative and the circus aspect of all of this stuff right and the like outrage aspect and the like holy fuck what you know what next aspect like this is like a bad comic book <laughs> like it really like you can step out from it and you can come back and you, you know you didn't miss anything even though you missed a huge amount in the churn but somehow you can jump right back in and it's the same narrative that you that you didn't read for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you don't. It, for it. It's yeah. I mean, for example, there was all the quote, quote unquote outrage over the white house correspondence dinner with the jokes about Sarah Huckabee Sanders eyeliner. Yeah. Whatever. By the way, that whole monologue was magnificent. It was yeah. Beautiful. Like that was, that was I a news cycle that I missed a hundred percent. Okay, yeah, it was this comedian. She did an amazing takedown. It was astonishing. She left the room scorched. But actually what she said about Sarah... So Trump doesn't go because he's a big fucking scaredy cat. He is, at the end of the day, a much bigger coward than I ever am about, you know, getting on Dumbo. He could not take the jokes. And so he sent in his stead two women. You know, it's... <laughs> doesn't doesn't go by unescaped that he's like send yeah. the women in so sarah huckabee sanders and um i i have oh, kellyanne, Ke kellyanne conway. conway and so sarah huckabee sanders has to sit there and take it has to sit there and eat it and the jokes that were made about her were actually pretty mild also accurate they're like, I wonder if she, you know, the thing about burning up truth and using it to create a smoky eye, you know, I wonder if it's, that, but it's probably lies. You know, that's not a really tough no. joke. That's not a, but that, you know, they say, oh, people were walking out in outrage, too low, to, whatever. It was absolute nonsense, this whole thing. Meanwhile, you find out that somebody in the Trump White House has been cracking jokes that McCain's opinion doesn't matter anyway, because he's, he's going to die. What a first of all, I don't think they know what jokes. Are. I mean, Trump does not have a sense of humor. Like part of the reason I it's remarkably self-aware that he does not attend the correspondence dinner, if you ask me, because like you like he does seem to always set himself up with the expectation that people will be praising him. And so like a dinner where you're the guest of honor, he's, you know, and it's like, well, historically, sir, they make fun of the president. And it's like, I could totally, 
I could see him being like, not this time. They'll be so happy. Um, you know, like it's remarkably self-aware that he avoids it, but he, he has no sense of humor whatsoever. None. Yeah. I think that in the past, he maybe had the ability in the past to make fun of the Donald Trump character a little bit, but as he's now in the white house and is gone full, full emperor, you know, the, the, the skin is, is paper thin now. He can't. But also like his idea of a joke is to say something horrible. And if anyone says like, that's fucking horrible, man. uh, He then says, it was a joke. When it's like, no, it wasn't. And then fires them or whatever, you know, takes them out and beats them or makes them eat meatloaf or, you know, he punishes. He likes to pun. He thinks what's funny is punishing people that are beneath him, which to him is everybody. Yeah. So that's like he's like a real locker room wedgie kind of guy in terms of thinking shit's funny. Here's something that I'd like to know going forward. 50 forward, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I just presume that we would make 50 more episodes i just you just just slip that right by you sure that sounds great sure um <laughs> oh we'll be so old this is a it's gonna sound like a silly question but i want to know how to do it the thing that i find is that i set myself off by thinking about Trump voters, by thinking about people that think this is okay, by going on, say, a Facebook and looking and being like, why do you think this is okay? I'm so bad. And then I get so mad, I can't think straight. And I need to find out, figure out a personal way of caring enough about Trump voters to want to work, you know, because to work with them in a society and help change their mind. But even though I know I can't, I just need to know how to be more uh, tolerant is not the word I'm looking for, because I don't think it should be tolerated. It's not a thing to be tolerated. It's not complacency with this saying, oh, it's just it's not just a difference of opinion. This is some real heavy shit. And it impacts so many people. It's not you hear me, Dan, I'm struggling. I, I don't know how to be around Trump people. Without sounding like a, just a standard, you know, snappy liberal. Yeah. Can you help me, Dr. Dan? So, I mean, I have, I have many conflicted thoughts on this. I think that the A1, though, would be the energy that you are putting into being mad at these folks or slash and slash or trying to figure out, is there a constructive way to engage them uh, could be better spent engaging folks that are already working toward good. Like that is certainly one thing I have thought a bunch about earlier this year, I was talking with someone And he was like, yeah, you know what? Like I, this year I really want to try to figure out a way of like engaging folks on the alt-right and making them see the era. And and it was just like, no, don't like just instead take all that energy and boost folks that are being marginalized from all of this, you know, boost folks that are, you know, fighting the battles that need to be fought or that are, you know, living in like, to me, there is a, there is a choice. Like we all have a finite amount of energy and good Lord fucking a year and a half into this, that energy level feels like it's like the world's most flashingest emergency plug in battery level, you know, but like you got to make choices. And to me, it's like, I, I was like literally stressing out as you were talking about that. Cause it was like, just don't do it. Like you have so much, you don't have enough energy for that more. Like turn away, go toward the light. No, I, I know that. And it's what I do. But at the same time, I am from Philadelphia and my personality is a bit, I'm, um, 
I'm a spicy meatball, Dan, and part of me, and it's a family thing. You're a Wawa spicy like, meatball sub. I am a Wawa. I mean, that's a, I, I don't eat meat, Dan, but I did eat those <laughs> back in the day, and they're oh, not bad. I love a good Wawa um, sub. The uh, we I used to make, I worked at Wawa. Um, we took great pride in constructing sandwiches. Um, no, but it's just part of me that I come from the kind of, where I come from has like in the air around is there's some real gross stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, also just, I think the, the way my family, I, I'm like a, everyone was always fighting. There's a lot of anger. I'm like, you know, I, it were, I come from the kind of Philadelphia where, you know, some people yeah. throw batteries to, to express their displeasure at things. And um, I'm trying to be that, that Philadelphia person, but for good, like send me in. Don't, 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 don't go there. You guys just send me in. I'll run in with a bomb strapped to my, uh, ah, you know, I'll run in. Don't, I'm, I'm that person. Just send me. If you've ever seen red, the movie with, and it's got John Malkovich and he plays like a former assassin and he runs down an alley with a bunch of dynamite and a big clock strapped to his chest, just screaming. That's like me. That's what I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I want to be that yeah. for good. Well, you are that for good. Look, you put a book out today, literally today, that is I that know. for good. But I, I could do more. Yes, but you also, like, I do think that one thing that is interesting in thinking back across 50 episodes, and certainly in the 42 that have come since that those initial eight, like this is like we are definitely not in a sprint like we are in a marathon and like and i think we've even like i think we talked about this a long time ago but i think that our our thinking of how long that marathon was going to last was wildly incorrect but it's still true is like people need to pace themselves and like I certainly having been having been a part of like edge communities and activist communities for my entire life, essentially, like since I was 14 years old or so, like you see a lot of people that like burn bright and fast and out and like that inclination of like, I should be doing more. There's more I can be doing. And it's like, that's true. But also you got to think about the fact that you need to do this for a long time. Right. That would be my advice, Maureen. Like, don't like, yes. Is there more a person could do? Absolutely. But at the same time, like, you got to think about like, what are the things that I need to do to recharge me as well? I just want to run after them and yell, Dan. Is that really so much to ask? I mean, that's okay. You should just do that. People in New York love that, I'm sure. We're fine with that, just, actually. Yeah, That's just okay running around here. yelling. I've been on New York subways. You could be that person. That's why I've moved here, Dan, is like we have a really high tolerance for this sort of thing. <sighs> 50. Do you think there's going to be 50 more episodes, Dan? So I did I did a little bit of episode math today just uh, uh, behind this, <laughs> behind the curtain. And... Uh, just to that? see that was the behind the curtain sound. Can I hear it again? Okay. Like that? Right. Was, that was more of a dream sequence sound. I don't know what the sound of a behind the curtain would be. Uh, there you go. Uh and like we will hit our two year anniversary mark in mid mid to late September. And that will only be issue issue. Uh there I am. I will always produce magazines in my brain, Maureen. Um that will be episode, I think, fifty-nine. So when you come out every other week, they move slow, but they do 50 more. I mean, that's a year and a half. There's there's 50 more before. Holy God, there's 50 more before the next election. But we got to be. And who knows? Maybe, we got to be going maybe, to Disney before that, right? Maybe we're going to bump it back up to once a week again. Maybe it'll get to that point. I'd do it. I'd do it, Maureen. Is that some sort of threat? I'd do it. I mean, maybe. I mean, I also am. I just want to point out getting married in a few weeks. You are. You are. Romance is in the air. 
Well, something's the in there. Royal Wedding Part 2. Die Royaler. We went and had a tasting. Ooh. Some food. How'd that go? I mean, it was fancier than we expected because we were just like, can we have some food? And the caterer's like, you got to come over. And we're like, can we just have food? And they're like, you got you to gotta come over. And we're like, okay. So we came over and they had a whole table set up, like a big, like you go in, it's this little, it's, it's in the East Village and it's the only thing in there is one big table. And they had it set for three with little printed out menus and they brought out all this food for us. We, it was very like, we just kind of looked around and went, oh, this is all very, and then, and they're like, so how many caters have you been to? And we're like, you, we, we've been here. And they said, oh, and most people come a year in advance. And we're like, it's six weeks. Can we have food? And they said, well, you want to start playing the menu? You you want to talk to you? Do you think, what do you think the chances are that you'll hire us? And we're like, you food make the food. You make the food for us. You do it. So that's the kind of conversation we had. Then. And then they were like, um, lady, this is a McDonald's. I mean, yes, but people like that. We are going to have a mini burger bar. Well, that's fun. Like you get little burgers and little fries. That's adorable. I know. I want it because I like mini food. You show me a little food, Dan, and I'm I'm in. The All best right. thing I ever got is I, I remember one of my first publishing parties I ever went to. I hate. Dan, I'm the kind of person that if you invite me to an event to meet someone I really admire, I will yep. immediately hide in the bathroom. Sounds right. I just don't want to be there. I am... But it's just in case of any listening, like, oh, it's so cool. No, no, no. I go to stuff and I'm like, how quickly can I get out? So I was invited to this super swanky HarperCollins party at B.A. And it was all woo, woo, woo. And it was at a big restaurant. And I was so miserable. I was like, everybody looked at the sign around my neck with my name on it. And because I wasn't famous enough, they would just turn and walk away from me. And I was like, this sucks. And I was standing in the corner. And I was like, Ooh. and there was this guy and he was wearing a hat and he looked super mad too. And I was like, and I said to him, this is the worst. And he's like, this is the worst. I hate this. I'm like, me too. And so this guy and I started talking about how much we hated going to parties and how this sucked and how we wanted to go home. And then someone came over and was like, oh, Mr. Pratchett. It was Terry Pratchett that I was talking to the whole time. Whoa. Yeah. And he hated the party, too. And we bonded over how much we hated it. And then someone recognized him and he ran away. But uh, then I called my agent, my friend Kate. I was like, I got to get out of here. I hate it here. She's like, you better stay. You stay there. I'm coming. I'm across town. I'm I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm little. And I was trying to get out. I'm like, oh, and then they walked by with a little thing of mini ice cream cones. Oh, and you were sold like little three inch. And I was like, I can't leave. There's this little ice cream cones. And that's how you get, that's how, if you want to entrap me, that's how you do it. But have you written another, miniature food into every book contract since? I mean, I am going to. Yeah. But another thing you can do is say, like, you don't know what to make for dinner and you want to, you know, miniature, f- you can make food of any size. It's true. But say if you get Blue Apron, you get a oh, box, God some damn it. Cups, and. The food sizes are pretty much up to you because you can probably slice things. But for example, what's on the menu this week is a... I have a a question for you, Maureen. Listen to this, though. It's a roasted sweet potato quesadilla. That's a potato inside of a quesadilla. A potato inside of a quesadilla, Dan. At what point in any given episode do you begin Mm. the Blue Apron setup? Hmm? Did you... Start the HarperCollins story knowing you were coming out because it gets me every fucking time. Mm. Well, Dan, they are our sponsor. And so I think a lot of times I'm I'm, I'm thinking about them. I swear to God, we're the only podcast that has gone 50 Mm -hmm. episodes and Mm -hmm. has not sold a single item of item of anything in a box, whether it's a fucking piece of food or a goddamn mattress. We don't. Like, you would think the fucking, I don't think they're really therapists. Therapists' phone thing would be people that would be into us. No one's into us, Maureen. It's me and yeah, you we don't against make any the money. fucking world. We lose money. 50, we lose a lot of money. We do. 
A lot of money. This God. costs us money and Damn time. It. Yeah. How? Yeah, we're not making a penny. If no. you listen to us and you have a podcast, how the fuck did you get the mattress, people? God damn it. Yeah. I've been holding this in, Maureen. Yeah, we're losing money. I just lie to people. Every They're like, well, if you do podcasts, you have all those cool spots. Yeah. Whoa, do you sleep on a bed that you got for free? Sure. Yeah. No, I pay for it. Yeah, I bought my fucking bed in a box. I bought a bed in a box too from a podcast. Yeah. It's really I nice. I didn't even buy it from a podcast. I bought from the one that was like, we don't advertise in podcasts. And then I was like, good. I didn't yeah. want your advertising. God damn it. I got the Casper one from. Crying. Really nice too. I I'm like crying. Yeah, we would. I mean, 50 Feelings. more. I would say that if we do this 50 more, we need a sponsor would probably be helpful okay dan but if we're if we're doing this real talk the reason we don't have a sponsor is that we um we do not go out of our way to make this accessible because we only care about says Whovians and coping and having our group of friends it's true who listen but we're willing to sell all of you just you know just to get rid of all of that authenticity, uh, if anyone would like to advertise with us. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Sure. We'll drop all those fuckers. Other podcasters, that they get all this stuff. They just sit on a... Ma- they get, some of them get furniture. Yeah. No. Like straight, they straight up like they get furniture. Yeah. They're running scams. Podcast scams. Can you imagine you know? that? If someone was like, I've been listening to Says Who and I want to send you a chair. I'm sure there's a way to do it. It's just not clear to me. We're not going to do it, Dan. No, we're not. We're not We're not the sponsorship type. You know what yeah. I mean? Why, we're like that camp, you know, that sure we're on the wrong side of, of the lake, but boy, you know, our, our softball team's not so great. But you know what? We're going to get it together and we're going to win that game against the Tigers from the camp with all the cool stuff in the water slide. Says Huvia... Our ba- our softball team is sure our uniforms are just made up of lesser uniforms, and that kid is definitely wearing a, a blue apron box for a helmet. I mean, don't you think we should we should get says who like baseball softball team shirts made up? Oh man, we should. There we go. We may not be good at this. Oh, what is our what is our what's the says who mascot? It's a it's a, it's a wedge salad. Wedgie. It's wedgie. It's wedgie the wedge salad. Yeah. Wedgie the wedge salad. It writes itself. Oh man, it is. Well, hey, uh, if you are a Sezuvian and you've been captivated by the idea of wedgie the wedge salad and you know how to draw, get in that Facebook group. Let's see some pictures of wedgie. And we're not going to sell ourselves to any sponsors unless they call us and ask us to in which case we'll say yes we'll say yes our stuff is the stuff we talk about our books candles um or or nothing like we're not here for money which is abundantly clear yeah dan yeah i just wanted to leave you really excited there for it Our, our theme music is performed by ted leo it is 50 episodes of ted leo music 50 episodes of Ted Leo music. You should celebrate that by buying one of Ted Leo's many amazing records. That's always a good idea, generally speaking. We have had the great pleasure of uh, Josh Cantor, who is the resident organist for the Boston Red Sox, but also a lovely human who has allowed us to use his organ music whenever we need it. Thank you, Josh. And it opened this episode. And our logo, 50 episodes of our logo being designed by Darth at Darth on Twitter. I think we have now survived two different Darth hibernations over the course of, yeah. of our episodes. And you should, of course, get Darth some French fries yes. if you see Darth. You can always contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter or via email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. And you can join our discussion on Facebook at 
slash groups slash says Whovians. And our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, a.k.a. Wife of Dan Sinker. It is. It's true. She was gone. The week we were gone, she was out of the she was out of the out of the Facebook group. Anything could have happened. You know what happened? She came back and she was like, oh, my God, there are so many threads about Stardew Valley. Yep, because it has multiplayer. I know. I can't wait. Coming. Coming soon. We may need we need we may need to do a, a, a says who spin-off Twitch stream, Maureen. It's not a terrible idea. And me and you playing multiplayer Stardew. If you'd like that, let us know. We could invite friends. Oh my god. That actually is, is something we should do. You could join us we should. on May 30th for our next episode. Episode 51. 51. As always, Maureen. I'm here in my basement, and I'm Dan Sinker. From my closet in New York, I'm Maureen Johnson, and this has been Says Who. Man, closed it out 50 times now. <laughs>